Welcome to another inspirational podcast at Real Life Church. For more great content and updates, visit reallifechurchkc.com. so excited to see you today, so ready to celebrate God with you. So whether you're with us in person here at Kentucky Trail or you are joining us online, go ahead and stand to your feet. Let's worship him big together today. Yo 
God is so good that he lets us know so much about himself. But what I love is that the only thing that God can't give himself is praise. And so we get to come together collectively in worship to offer up our praises to God today. So let's lift him up. Your praise, our heart. 
him up this morning. turns our graves into gardens today.
It's our honor to worship with you. And I want to take a moment and just welcome an awesome group of people hanging out with us right here, right now, or maybe later in the week if they're checking out the stream later. This is called Real Life Church Online. Can they hear you today? Can we make them welcome? Yes. Love you guys out there. Hey, we are equally excited to have you in the room here with us today. So I'd like to invite you to take a moment and look around and welcome someone in your section, in your row, maybe even learn a new name today, and then have a seat when you're done. Man, I love seeing the connection happening right now. It is our honor to have you here with us this week. And if you're brand new to Real Life Church, I just want to say welcome. We are honored to have you as our very special guest. And I want to give you a quick invite here to grab the connection card. It was on your chair. Maybe you placed it on the ground so you had somewhere to sit. Maybe you're sitting on it right now. Whoops. Go ahead and grab it. And I would love for you, if you're brand new, to mark the box on that card with, I'm new here today. I'm brand new. There's some verbiage on there that reflects that you're brand new today. And we also invite you to fill out just whatever you feel comfortable with, because we would love to connect more with you. We would love to hear your story and just reach out and say again, thank you so much for being here. I also want to invite you as you're heading out later after the gathering to stop by our meet and greet area where Pastor Sean would love to take just about five minutes or so of your time. We have a free gift for you and just really a chance to connect with him and, and for him to kind of get to know you and a little bit of your story today. So don't rush out of here without stopping by our meet and greet area. It's right out there by the doors. You can't miss it. 
Guys, we're so excited about everything God has been doing at Real Life Church, and really everything that's been happening stems from our mission. It's because we're a church on a mission. It goes so far beyond just a Sunday morning gathering. You see, the heart of Real Life Church is that we exist to see people far from God discover their real life and purpose in Jesus. And it's just been such a blessing. You guys have been inviting people out. You guys have been just being Jesus in the world, right? And with your neighbors, your family, your friends, your coworkers. And man, that's just been such a huge blessing, especially as we reflect on last week and the people here today. So God's got something big for us today. And I just encourage you, if you're not already, to consider, prayerfully consider joining us on mission. We would love to walk beside you. Well, guys, I don't know what's going on. I don't know if there's, maybe maybe this is a season of, of stress for some. Maybe there's bills to worry about. There's just worry in general, right? Depression, there's broken relationships. There's all these things, and it's so easy to tune those up and to tune out God. But I'm going to invite you today just to really prayerfully consider what would that look like if we flipped the script? What if we unplugged from all of that and we tuned into God's playlist? I tell you, when we do that, God's got a word of hope for us today. So I invite you, as we get ready to roll into today, to check out this bumper for the songs that bring hope. Check this out.
come on, we're going to celebrate Jesus today, amen? A little hope in Jesus today, and uh, man, I'm excited to see what God's going to do as we sing songs of hope. Uh, this series is all about reminding us of the cross and what God can do every step of the way. And uh, I'm going to dive into, man, a little heavier start to a message than I normally do. And uh, I just think about hope and what God has for us. And uh, I'm just going to start off uh, a little different. Um, just going to get into it, kind of the heart of hope right away. Uh, what's on your heart today? Like, what keeps you up in the middle of the night? Like, what, what, what fear is, like, gripping your heart? Like, what's stopping you from having a rest-filled, peace-filled life? Like, what, what fear is stopping you cold in your tracks? You know, in our culture, our generation, our society, there's so much fear and depression. There, there's so much worry and guilt and shame. And today's a reminder that all can be broken through Jesus. Amen? That Jesus can change us. I'm not here to give you some theoretical answer. I'm just here to point you to the cross and what God can do in your life. You know, you find all throughout the Bible people who struggle with depression and, and being defeated and, and staying up all night in tears. And uh, there's a verse that's found in Psalm 6, and this is from David. This is the, the mighty warrior David, the man for God's own heart. It says this, it says, I'm worn out from my groaning. It says, all night long I flood my bed with weeping and drench my couch with tears. My eyes grow weak with sorrow and they fall because of my foes. I mean, here I have one of the, the greatest warriors of all time, killing his 10,000s. There's a king that is, that is a victory on the outside, but inside is defeated. His heart is heavy, and he's, he's weighed down. He's, he's mourning. He's afraid of all of his enemies and what's going to happen in his life. And he's in this valley spiritually, this valley emotionally. And today, some of you guys walked in, and you're in the valley. And today is really about a song of hope, to remind the things of Christ. Uh, this song is a, a foundational song of Jesus. Uh, this song is to remind us of where our hope comes from, what it's built on, the strength of God. And now we're going to play this song and then basically going to preach through the lyrics um, with the Bible, right? <laughs> and point back things of Scripture and just make much of Jesus today. Uh, this song came out right after COVID. The writer of the song saw the, the world gripped in fear and in chaos and, and just stepping back from the things of God and just wondering what's next and this was a song written that said you know what our hope is in Jesus and so today I want to invite you guys to stand to your feet come on let's get up we're going to worship one more time this song of hope this is Cody Carn's song called Firm Foundation and it really points back to the things of Christ so let's point to Jesus sell your heart man cast your fear and your care on Jesus today as we sing this song He's never let me down. He's faithful. Through 
Come on, let the praise of Jesus. It never fails us. Come on. Same yesterday, day, and forever. Come on, we need some hope in Jesus today. I want to invite you guys to close your eyes. And what are you struggling with today? Just to cast your cares on Jesus. What's weighing on your heart today that you need to give to Jesus? What anxiety, what fear, what, what relationship, what's, what's crippling your faith today? You just need to give to Jesus, the, the solid rock, the firm foundation, the one that never, ever, ever, ever fails. God, we just ask you to come into our hearts today. God, remind us of your strength and your power, your never-ending source of strength, your ever-present help in a time of trouble. So God, strengthen us today. God, remind us of who you are. God, give us hope. Give us peace only found in you. God, we pray this in the name of all names, the name of every knee shall bow, every tongue confess, the name that was and is and is to come, the name that's the same yesterday, today, and tomorrow, the name of all names, the name of Jesus. Everybody in the church said, amen, amen. Come on, give it to Jesus one more time. Come on, let them know you love them today. Come on. You guys can be seated to dive in today's message. And uh, Cody Carnes, he said this about this song. He said the song celebrates the truth that the world can be in chaos all outside our windows. But when we build our house on Jesus, we have the confidence knowing that our foundation is secure and we're not going down. Amen. Let me talk about a season where everything was in chaos during COVID and to look out and say our rock is Jesus and nothing's changed. No matter what we've walked through walk, walking in, our hope is found in Jesus. And today's a reminder of that. I was going to dive into the first uh, verse of the song. It's so powerful. He said, Christ is my firm foundation, the rock on which I stand. You guys remember this, uh, the old, uh, old the song, uh, the old hymn on, on the cross, right? On Christ, the solid rock I stand, all other ground is sinking sand. I love to play on words. And it really just comes straight out of the Bible, so go figure, right? And so on Christ, we put our put our feet down on the rock. It says, when everything around me is shaken, when the world's in chaos, man, I've never been so glad that I put my faith in Jesus because he's never, ever, 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 ever let me down. He is faithful through generations, so why should he fail now? Come on, church, why should Jesus fail now? Why should Jesus fail in this generation? Why should Jesus fail you? Why should Jesus fail after he rose Jesus from the dead? Why would Jesus fail after he's conquered everything? Why would Jesus fail in your season? He won't, amen? He won't. He's not going to fail. It is impossible for Jesus to fail. Matter of fact, this song comes right out of the Bible. It's, a, it's, it's really just a, a, just a, man, I don't know what you call it, doxologist, a point to Christ out of this verse, this passage. It's found in uh, Matthew chapter 7. And, and really, it's amazing about this passage. It comes at the very end of one of Jesus' messages called the Sermon on the Mount. Uh, this is, really comes out of a parable called the, really the parable of two builders the, or the parable of the wise and the foolish builder. And what you have is Jesus getting really his popularity. He started out his ministry. Remember, he started traveling on Galilee, this real populated area of northern Israel. And he started calling his disciples. He started around healing people. I don't know if you guys remember the last few weeks talking about how Jesus' fame was so big. He couldn't stay in the towns. He's on the outskirts. And people kept finding him because he's casting out demons and all this stuff. And so this crowd, this multitude, finds Jesus as he launches his ministry. And he's just surrounded surrounded by people and he decides, you know what, now's the time to tell them about things of God. And so like every rabbi would do, they, instead of a preacher would stand up and talk, uh, rabbis would sit down. Come on, somebody. I like the way this is going. You guys would stand up the whole time and I would talk. Wouldn't you guys love that today, right? And so Jesus, he sat down and uh, gave the Sermon on the Mount. 
And Sermon on the Mount is really three chapters you find in the Bible, Matthew 5, 6, and 7. And this is the final paragraph of that chapter. This is Jesus' right hook. Come on, somebody. This is the end of the message. Oftentimes you kind of get the end, you kind of like give that power punch, right? And this is what Jesus says here at the very end. This is what this whole song is built on. Matthew 7, 24, it says, Therefore, everyone who hears these words of mine, like literally hears the words of Jesus, Everybody in that crowd would have heard the Sermon on the Mount, would have heard everything that Jesus said for them, uh, all the words that came to them. This is literally like the actual words of Jesus. It isn't like, oh, well, I heard some things of God. Uh, no, let me remind you a little bit about the Sermon on the Mount. I'm going to give you like the 60-second version, and it's not going to do any justice to it. Come on, somebody. Um, you can read the Bible, right? Uh, Matthew 5, 6, and 7, take about 10 minutes. Man, it's so powerful. These are the words of Jesus to a lost generation, to a generation needed hope, a generation without a shepherd, a sheep that are lost, and he writes these words. I love how he starts out. He, he starts out what we call the Beatitudes. It's really like how to be blessed. And he gives nine statements of how to be blessed. It, you know, the blessed the poor in spirit, right? Uh, blessed those who are persecuted for their faith. And he goes through all these statements of what it looks like to be blessed. Uh, he talks about how to be a light, uh, that your light called out in the darkness, uh, not to hide your light. He talks about how to get to heaven, uh, not by our own righteousness, but through Christ. He talks about how we can't measure up, and he sets these new standards that are radically crazy. Uh, talk about a new standard for murder and adultery and divorce and oaths. He, he just ups the game, you know. Uh, he talks about how to respond to people who are mad at you, uh, to turn the other cheek. Uh, if somebody uh, takes something from you, give them your cloak as well. They say go a mile, you go two miles. Talk about how to love your enemy. Uh, how to love your neighbor. He talks about how to give and give in private and, and give secretly to God or how to pray. The Lord's Prayer is found here as Jesus walks through uh, the Lord's Prayer, all the different pieces of it. How to fast, uh, how to store up your treasure. Come on, somebody. This is the best financial plan you're ever going to get. Uh, you can thank me in heaven. Come on, somebody, right? Uh, how to seek God instead of worrying, like who can add an inch to their height. Uh, take no thought for tomorrow because today has enough trouble itself. And why worry? And Jesus says, put your faith in me. Uh, how to stop judging others. There's that little, you know, speck of sawdust in your neighbor's eye. And so you're trying to like pluck it out, right? Why well, you got a beam? Come on, somebody. Out of your own eye. That's what Jesus says. Take care of yourself. Pluck out the beam, right? This is a new, that'd be a new sermon series, by the way. I've been inspired this week, right? Um, how to ask God uh, for things in your life. And God will give you a good gift. You'd never, if your son came to you, you and said, I'm hungry, you wouldn't give him a stone. And how Jesus is going to take care of you. Uh, how to find heaven. He talks about Jesus being the narrow gate and wise way of destruction, but through the gate of Jesus, you get to heaven. And he ends this whole sermon out talking about false teachers. He talks about how do you, how do you recognize somebody who, who knows enough of the Bible or knows enough about God or knows enough about church to say the right things, but really isn't a follower of Jesus. And so he talks about you know somebody by their fruit. You know a tree by its fruit. You know somebody by their fruit. And he makes this bold statement that, that kind of really should kind of make you a little nervous as you think through it. But he says, there are those that will say, Lord, Lord, on that day, they've cast out demons, they've done miracles, they've had prophecies in my name. And Jesus say, hey, I don't know who you, who you are. Like you, you knew me intellectually, but you really didn't know me. Like you knew the words I said in your mind, but you actually didn't live them in your life. So you have to depart from me. And it's, it's one of those radical verses that makes you think, am I really following Jesus? Like, is it, is it coming into my heart or is it just a routine that's in my head? Am I full of knowledge? And out of that scripture that's pretty eye-opening because he's getting into the message, he's like, come on, wake up, kind of to the culture. He ends with this. And as verse 24, it says, therefore, everyone who hears these words of mine and puts them into what? Into, into practice. 
Whoever does these words, whoever hears how I should give says, okay, I'm going to give that way. When they recognize this is the way to heaven, okay, I'm going to live that way. Oh, this is the words I should speak, so I'm going to use these words. This is how I'm going to live my life. This Jesus isn't just some intellectual thing or some, some game in my mind, but this is transformative, amen? Like I'm going to let God change my heart. It says where it puts into practice like a wise man. And this wise man is not just somebody who knows the things of God, but actually knows God. It says this wise person who built his house on the what? On the, on the rock. Now, we're not talking about Dwayne Johnson. Come on, somebody. Can you smell the rock is cooking, right? Uh, we're, we're talking about the rock that was there before rocks existed, right? We're talking about Jesus, the foundation, the, the cornerstone, the rock of ages, the timeless, in the beginning, God. In the end, God. Who wasn't is to come? God. This is the rock we're talking about. It says this, the rain came, the streams rose, the winds blew and beat against the house, yet it did not fall because it had its foundation on the rock. Who knows when you build your house on Jesus, it will not fail and it will not fall. Come on, somebody. It's not even possible for Jesus to fail or fall. Think about Jesus. He's unmovable. He's unchanging. He's the same yesterday, today, and tomorrow. He's the same God, amen, that lived in David, that, that, that defeated enemies, that split seas, that did miracle after miracle after miracle, and that same God lives in us. So be encouraged when you get persecuted. Uh, be encouraged if you're lacking some hope today because you can just step into faith with Jesus and all of a sudden he's going to fight your battles for you, amen? Because Jesus never fails. The reality is this, whatever you're facing today, whatever enemy's at your gates, you will not fail or fall when your house is built on the rock of Jesus. I don't know what storm is brewing. There's always a storm. Come on, somebody. Uh, you're either walking in one or in one or one's coming. That's just how life is, right? Uh, when you prayed to follow Jesus, it wasn't a prayer of your life being perfect or easy. Come on, somebody. I don't know what church told you that. That's not in the gospel at all. Matter of fact, it's complete opposite. Just read, read the Sermon on the Mount. You'll learn really quickly what he talks about. But the Bible says this, that no matter what comes against you, uh, what people stand against you, there will be people stand against you. Amen. There's going to be some rumors and some posts and some people aren't going to like what you're doing. And there's going to be some storms brewing in your life. And don't get too discouraged if your house is built on Jesus. Matter of fact, it goes on to say in Psalm 46, it says, God is our refuge. He's our hiding place. He's a place where you have a fortress around you. He says he's our strength. He's our power. I love this. He's an ever-present help in trouble. That Jesus, that God is always with you and for you and behind you and in front of you and beside you. We sing all these songs all the time that Jesus will never, ever, 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 ever fail. Who knows if Jesus says it, it's going to happen. Amen. It, we, are, we already know that in the book. Amen. So many Christians get so wound tight about all the things that happened in the world as if they didn't know what was going to happen in the world. Like, it's, it's the world. Yeah, we, we know, you know. Like, we're called to be salt and light to something that is dying, right? It needs to be preserved and pointed to Jesus. And that's why we're on mission as a church to help people know and find Jesus. Matter of fact, it says this, our God's a refuge and our strength. Every person help in trouble. Therefore, we will not what? We will not. We will not. We will not fear. Now, I don't know about you, but it's so easy to run back to fear, isn't it? 
it's so easy to get stuck in the cycle of fear. It really comes from like lack of faith or, or scarcity in what God can do. And we start doing things in our own power, in our own strength, and we kind of control our own stuff. And then we start building our own house on the sand. We start looking out and going, man, I want to have that person's house. I, I love what God's doing over there. I want to be like them. And instead of having the things of God, we think we have the things of God. We just want to look like they do on the outside, and we start putting down a house. Not knowing the fact that it's not built on the foundation of Jesus, and when the winds come and the river storms in, the house falls over and we're left in, in ruins. But we, we don't fear because we know Jesus is the foundation. It says, though the earth give way and the mountains fall and the heart of the sea and the waters roar and foam. That's how you know it's a good one right there. When, when, when you come up in the foam, you know, when you're surfing and you pop up in the foam, you're like, dude, I survived. Yes. Yes, this is going to be an amazing story, right? And if I didn't survive, it's still going to be like a legendary story, right? Like, where did Sean go, right? Like, the fish ate him. He's gone, right? If the mountains fall in the sea, the waters roar, and the foam of the mountains quake with their surging, you can trust Jesus. That's what the song's about. When everything's shaking around me, I'd never been more glad. I put my faith in Jesus, the unfailing source, the rock, because he never let me down. Uh, do, do you know Rock of Ages? I don't know if you remember this old school song, but Rock of Ages, clap for me. You guys remember that? I don't know some of you all like you know, some people are like, what in the world is he talking about? Um, but Rock of Age actually means unfailing source of strength. I don't know if you knew that or not. This is the unfailing source of strength the Rock of Ages Jesus is. He says, so why would God fail now? He's an ever-present help in time of trouble. He will not fail. But in fact, it says in Hebrews 13, it says, so we say with confidence. Oh, we say with a surety. We say as it is a fact. The Lord is my helper. I will not be afraid. You got some confidence on that? I will not be afraid. Dude, I know some enemies of the gates. I know what you're walking through. I know there's a season where it feels like your life is, is hanging on by a thread. Like there's a moment, really a season of our life we walk through, where I feel like the only peace you have is that 10 seconds between waking up and remembering what you're battling. I don't know if you've been in those kind of seasons before. I'm going to share my season here in a little bit, but I'm telling you, God is a God that can be trusted. He is a helper, and we should not be afraid. I love this. What can mere mortals do? Come on. What, what can people do to us? Talk smack? Come on, somebody. Make a post. Uh, uh, threaten you, right? Uh, I, I was a pastor. I, I get the funniest things. Dude. We walked into COVID. I, I was called, you name everything in the book. There's nothing you could do right. You know, it didn't matter what it was, right? And so you're just taking stones, taking shots. I mean, what, what can people actually do to you? Un unfriend you? Not like you? Be beset with you? Like break up? What, what exactly can a mortal do to you? Hurt the body, but not the soul, amen? And, and the world is full of people trying to pull you off the race from the things of God. They're only happy if you're miserable, right? That's their goal, to make you feel as bad as they do every single day. But the reality is we just looked at Jesus and they're like, hey, I know I'm in a storm, but dude, this is a distraction. This is a distraction. I knew Easter was going to be good for us. I just knew it was going to be good for us. Because that, the few weeks leading to Easter, I mean, it was one distraction and one storm after another going into Easter. I'm just telling you, I looked at Diana and said, you know what? God's got something big planned for us. And I'm still singing the praise of Easter. Come on, somebody, right? I mean, we had a, it was a record attendance, uh, over 600 people. We had people come to Christ, people would take their lives. I mean, this is the power of God. But I had to get out of the way because I was being distracted by all these things. And I can't even tell you what's going on, right? But the reality is this, is that I'm going to trust Jesus, amen? Like, he is my strength. He's the rock. He's the only reason that we can get up here and share this with confidence. He says, what can mere mortals even do to you? He goes, remember your leaders. 
Remember the people who poured into you. Remember those who spoke the word of God to you. I mean, just think about the people that poured, poured the things of God into your life. Like, what kind of people were they? Think, think about that. Were they taking some shots? Were they a little different? Did they step out of faith? Did they just take a chance on you? Did, did somebody come across the street and share the gospel with you? Did somebody pull you aside in Sunday school and say, man, I see something in you? Did somebody, who brought the gospel to you? Look at their life. I mean, look, 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 at, look at this. It says this. It says, the Lord is my helper. He will, he will not be afraid. And he then goes back to remember your leaders. Jesus was with those people, amen? Jesus was helping them to reach you. He says, consider the outcome of the way or consider the outcome of their way of life. Like, what was the result of them following Jesus? Churches were planted at this time in the Bible. Churches were planted, disciples were made. Matter of fact, we knew Jesus because they poured Jesus into us, amen? And you, why would your life be any different? If, if they were in the struggle, in the battle, in the season, in that discouragement they could have followed, but they followed Jesus, our lives would be no different. Matter of fact, it says, consider the outcome of the way of life, and it says, imitate their faith. Imitate their faith. Man, have the boldness to stand for Jesus as those that went in front of us, amen? Have the courage, have the, the gut and the grit to say, you know what, this, this is difficult, but I'm not going to lose hope in the Lord because look what God has done through these people. And it goes on to say, Jesus Christ, verse 8, is the same yesterday and today and forever. What, what it's saying is this, is the same God that lived in that leader that showed you Jesus, that same God that walked with David as he took the jawbone of a donkey, come on somebody, and he beat down 10,000 people in an army, the same God that split the sea and raised Jesus from the dead, that same God lives in you, amen? That's just what he's saying. And so when you look out to people in front of you, you say, man, I'm not trying to be them, I'm just trying to imitate the faith they have towards Jesus. And so I'm going to build my house on the rock because the storms are going to come. But the same God lives in them. The Lord is my helper, and I will not be afraid. Here's where we get in trouble, though. This is, this is where it all goes down. This is where most of us live, and I'm guilty of this as well. We start overestimating our ability. We, we start thinking we're really, really good. Like, oh, I'm so strong. Man, I, I can take care of this myself. Like, I, I can be self-made on this. Like, I got the strength and the power. Oh, man, the storms, you can underestimate. They're not that bad. Like, I can handle it. I'm, I'm pretty tough. Like, I've never been to that, po that point in my life where I'm that discouraged, depressed. I mean, I can't. No, I'll be good. I can figure it out myself. And all of a sudden, we can kind of turn away from Jesus, right? I mean, who knows building a foundation is a lot of work, right? I mean, it's a lot easier to just toss a two-by-four on the sand, Right? I mean, it's easier to start building. Matter of fact, it's the same amount of work to build it, but you just got to put on the foundation. You just got to find a rock, amen? But it's so easy to cut the corner. Like, I don't want to do the prep work. I don't want to dig. I want what they have. Like, look at, look at his life. Oh, man, I wish I had like that. And we start seeing the outside, but we didn't see the footing. No one, nobody ever goes to a house and goes, man, look at that footing. You ever looked at a house and, like, you know, shopping around? Like, oh, dude, I love that footing. It's so cool. But who knows when you show up and you buy that house and that footing isn't good, Come on, somebody. It's going to cost you some green, right? There's going to be some water in your basement. If I show up and there's some fans going on, right? I'm like, you got a foundation problem, right? And it's hard to fix. You got to jack the house up, dig some holes, put in some piers, do all sorts of extra work, and you have to do it again. And the reality is this. Nobody wants to see the footing, but you better have a footing, amen? And for so many people, life happens and the footing wasn't there. Like they want the things of God, they want to look the part of the things of God, they want to look like they're a Christian, do all this stuff, but they haven't done the work to dig out a footing. They haven't poured the foundation. And when the storms come, the winds come, this is so many people.
This is so many people that go to church. So many people. Man, I've served on staff with people that were leaders of the cause of Christ, never a footing put in the ground. Storms came, life happened through. They're no longer in ministry, no longer with their family, all because they said, I can do it myself. Dude, we are kidding ourselves. And I just believe there's so many houses that are falling or in, in ruins. So many. And it's so easy to get there because we're not ready for the world when it's going to bring the pressure. And then we get hopeless and we discourage because we're trying so hard, but where's God in this? And God's like, dude, you need a footing. And so today I want to encourage you how to rebuild your house. So I want to speak to a group of people that their house has fallen. Come on, somebody. It should be all of us. <laughs> There's all times where a house is blown over. Amen. And I want to share with you a season in my life where my house was like, Ugh. dude, it came crashing down. And I thought I had it all figured out. I was preaching, I was leading to these kind of things. But the reality is there were some things in my life I didn't see the storm. Like I, I was overwhelmed. Like the wind was fierce. Like I didn't see it coming, man. I had underestimated what was about to happen. And I was gonna share the season. And this is a really difficult season for, for me and Diane, our family. And, and just gonna lay it out there and believe in God can just encourage you through it and really point to Jesus um, that he will not fail. And uh, we had this season where we had foster daughters, uh, older youth uh, placements in our house. And I don't know if you've ever been, in a, been around the foster system or been in that system at all, but there's a story with every single person. And those stories are usually really painful. Usually a lot of trauma, a lot of hurt. It's really the orphans of America. It's kind of like the leftovers that people didn't want because they couldn't handle their own houses. And you're helping these people, right? And so there's this camp that they have for foster kids and it was in Jeff City. And we let our foster girls go to this camp. They're older youth or right back high school. They're high schoolers and driving all this kind of stuff, right? And so they go to the camp and I get a call from the camp director just a few days into the camp. And one of our foster daughters had been hidden head with uh, a pipe. Uh, they're playing a, it's an unsanctioned game. Don't put it that way. This kind of came, you know, teenagers are, right? Just not all connected up there, right? And so they started spinning a pipe around this bunk bed. And they're like, just duck, you know, what a game, right? And so our foster daughter got hit in the head and she got knocked out, got a pretty good concussion. And so she's at Jeff City in the hospital. So me and Diane, we go down to Jeff City just, you know, immediately. And we spend a couple days in Jeff City at the hospital with our foster daughter. She's all hooked up to the, the machines and, you know, doing the brainwave scan and all those kind of things. And everything's like checking out. It's like, it's really good. She's just got a bad concussion, but she'll be fine. And so that's what we thought, right? And so we, uh, we left and she went back to camp. We came home. And then about a month later, we went down to like a domestic mission trip. We're down in South Birmingham. There's a vapor ministry to support through a church and just serving them, loving on them, went to a ropes course. We're driving home and uh, we had one of those janky school buses at our church. Come on, somebody. I still got my CDL. Don't tell anybody, right? And so we're, we're, we're driving home and uh, somebody comes up to me on the bus and, and says, hey, your, your daughter isn't responding. Like there's something wrong. And so I run back in the bus and uh, she just, just, my foster daughter's laying there in the seat and like literally won't, won't respond to anything. And I can tell she's breathing. Uh, I, I check her pulse because I'm like, man, something's crazy wrong. And I can't get her to wake up, can't do anything. And so I open her eyelid, just like trying to see if her eyes are rolled back in her head or whatever. And she can look at me. Like you can see the fear in her eye, but you can't do anything. So I'm like asking questions and she could like look left and right and up and down. So I started doing that whole like, hey, if you can hear me, look left. And I was like, and she could hear me. She was like communicating to me, but she, she couldn't rebody. I'm like, this is the absolute craziest thing. I was scared to death. And we're, just, we're like, by God's providence, we're in Nashville, like literally like minutes away from their hospital. And so we pull into the hospital and I carry my foster out of the hospital, like a lifeless body, like legit carry out of the bus with all these teens and her body's just hanging over my arms. 
Now walk in the ER, and I'll tell you what, you get some good service when you bring something like that. And they start working on her and doing CT scans, and we're all just like numb of like what in the world's going on. And they get back in her room and literally just no answers, and nobody has a clue. Everything's checking out fine. Just all the vitals are there. Everything's working. It's like, and all of a sudden, like over the course of an hour and a half, she like comes back, like out of the whole thing. It's like kind of back to normal speaking, walking, everything's gone. It's like, what in the world? Never seen anything like it, right? And so we didn't know what to do. We got back in the bus. We drove back to Missouri. And not knowing the fact that this cycle would continue, like she would continue to pass out and black out and then fall to the ground or whatever she's at, just out cold, and it repeat over and over. And we're frantically trying to find answers. So we're going to doctors and making appointments and rushing to ERs, but there's nothing to do. There's nothing to see. Nothing to get, just on. You know how frustrating it is? I mean, you, you ever wondered, like, if your kid is going to make it through the night? You ever like stayed up all night just worrying and fear and anxiety, just like, man, what some worse happens this time? And they seem to get longer and longer. And through the course of this, this wasn't just days now, this is weeks, and it turned into months. And so Di and I, we, we, we never left this girl's side. Um, she, she couldn't drive anymore, obviously. She wasn't playing sports anymore. She was a high schooler. You know how embarrassing it is when you pass out in class and you stop going to school? Just, just unreal the amount of tension as you're fighting for trying to figure out what's going on with her. And we're carrying the weight, me and Diane, on each other. Like, and I remember waking up in those days and not remembering like this was going on. It's like, oh, man, what a good And then just wham. Like, like a ton of bricks was on your soul, right? Like you'd do anything to help your kid. You're fighting for answers. And so we finally came down to like if she passes out, like we're, we're going to bring her into the ER every single time until something happens. Like, we were totally out of answers. I don't know if you try to get an appointment just by a phone call to a neurologist. Good luck with that, right? It's like eight months. Like, is this really going to happen? And so we started going. And so we ended up at Children's Mercy South Hospital. And, you know, by God's grace, she had an episode. And they're like, whoa, you know, don't have to do with it. And so they shipped her down, transferred her to Children's Mercy downtown. Ended up on the fifth floor in neurology. And, uh, you know, we're just like, I mean, it's weird to say, but we're like praying like you have an episode, right? Like, so they can see this. And it just so happened. God's providence. Amen that the head neurologist, like one of the smartest guys, I mean, you ever meet in the world, is rounding at the same time that my foster daughter's in there. And so literally in the room sees this, and he, he just does the simplest thing in the world. And he comes out of the room, and he pulls me and Diane aside and says, I know what it is. This is the first time in four months. I mean, we're just relieved there's an answer, Amen. You ever kind of felt that weight in life, just totally out of control, so helpless, so frustrated, so exhausted. And we never left this girl aside for four months, wondering if she'd live every morning, like, what's happening? And then finally there's an answer, and the, this man said, you know, sometimes when, uh, or people, when you're nervous, they, they sweat. Like, your body has a re reaction, just the way your brain thinks, it actually sweats. Well, she has so much anxiety that when she gets anxious, like, when she got hit that pipe, her body has taught her to pass out when she gets anxious. Can you believe that? Can you imagine the amount of trauma you must have in your life that your body passes out because of the trauma? I mean, I'm like, I'm mind blown. Like, you say it again? Like, this is a real thing. This can actually happen. Like, the mind is so powerful. And he said this, I'll never forget it. He said, this is, this is the solution. Like, this is the remedy. This is what you're going to do. And you guys are going to love this because this is the craziest thing. I mean, this is just like, What? He literally said this. He said, hey, you guys have to absolutely ignore it. What? He's like, yeah, she passes out cold. Pretend as normal. Well, it's okay. So people over, I'm having dinner, and she passes out. I'm just like, hey, happens all the time. He's like, yeah. 
I'm like, so she hits the ground, I just step over. Yep, you're kidding me, right? He goes, yeah, the more attention you give it, the more it's gonna keep happening. The more you feed it, the more it's gonna keep going. I was like, well, that explains why it keeps going more and more because we're like on top of this thing like crazy. And so literally, me and Diane, like we stopped trying, come on somebody. We stopped doing our own power. You see what this is going, right? We stopped doing our own strength. We stopped doing our own ability. We stopped worrying about all the stuff. And literally she passed out. We're like, oh, normal, happens all the time. You know, and we, we literally just walked by it. I'm telling you within two weeks, by God's grace, thank you, Jesus, she never had another episode again. Come on, somebody. I mean, it's amazing. Sometimes the best things you can do is stop trying, amen? I'm just telling you, if you want your life to move off the sand and onto the stone, the rock of ages on Jesus, it has nothing to do about your ability or how good you are or how strong you are or how fast you can build your house or how much you didn't mess up or mess, it's, you have nothing to do but to say, okay, Jesus, I'm stop trying this in my life. I'm gonna start trusting you, amen? Uh, you know, manpower is absolutely exhausting. Have you figured that out? If you're trying to work yourself out of a rut, you're, you're trying to get somewhere on your own strength, but God's power is exhilarating, amen? And to watch what God can do, we just get out of the way. And there's so many times, I'm just telling you, be real with you. There's so many times, there's, there's arrow shot, there's people this and that, whatever. It's not my fight, amen? It's not my fight. I don't, I don't even care. It's like, hey, you know what? That's between you, God, and another person, right? But so many people want to drag you into their stuff. It's like, man, I'm not losing hope because of this. This is just mere mortals, amen? Like, I'm gonna follow Jesus. And for those of you that rebuild your house, the Bible is like super clear. Like, it just lays it out so eloquently. And it's found here in Matthew 7. I'm skipping my notes here. Luke 6. I knew it wasn't Matthew. Luke 6. This is a parallel passage to what we read earlier. It says this As for everyone who comes to me and hears my words and puts them into, puts them into practice. Who just simply does it? You simply yield to God. Who knows your faith will never be stronger than the day you say yes to Jesus? And then tomorrow you say yes to Jesus. That's what builds your faith. You say, oh, that's the words I should use? Oh, that's, that's how I treat somebody. Oh, that's how I should give. Oh, this is how I should pray. Okay, Jesus, I'm gonna do it that way. I'm, I'm gonna live that out. Like, I'm not gonna know it here. I'm not gonna teach it to somebody else. No, I'm gonna model it, amen? And, and that way somebody else can imitate my faith. Somebody can see my walk with God. And that's how you grow, amen, is you start seeing these people. That's why I encourage people to, to serve on the team because you get to see other people's faith and you get to you know, sometimes borrow their faith and just kind of ride on their faith a little bit because you're not strong enough on your own. And also in the dream team, what's amazing is you get to help people build their house on the rock, amen. Like you get to serve and you can say, no, 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 hey, hey, that's sand, bro. This is, this is where Jesus is. And you get that, you get that to Christ, amen. Every single time you serve and make a difference, that's why I encourage people to do that. Or maybe you go to like our No God class we're launching next month. I mean, it's just for people that are new to faith or maybe you don't know a lot about the Bible and try to figure out, man, what is this whole Bible thing? And who's this Jesus guy? And like, how do I know for sure I'm going to heaven? And you know, where should I start reading the Bible? Just very simple stuff in your faith, but somebody to show you those first steps, amen? Maybe for that, that means it's for you today. Like that's, that's what God's calling you to do, to know more about who Jesus is, to put it into practice. He says, those who hear my words and put it into practice, I will show you what they are, or I'll show you what they're like. They're like a man building a house who what? Help me out, who dug down deep. The man who put the things of God 
into his life, into practice, is like the person who got a shovel, and got a pickaxe, and got a spade, and went out there and dug a foundation for his house and laid his house on the foundation on the rock. And when the flood came and the turret struck the house, the turret is like a raging river, like a dam broke, and it strikes your house. It says, it says it struck the house, but they could not shake it because it was, it was what? It was well built. It was put on the foundation of Jesus. And so today, I want to encourage you, man, to pick up the pickaxe for Jesus. Amen? Man, to dig down deep in the things of God. So you can't be too busy to read the word of God. Amen? Like, if you think you're going to show up to church on Sunday and your life is going to be on the rock, you are not going to be on the rock. I mean, it is well time that people of the God stop going to church. And it's just not enough to go to church, but to start building their lives on Jesus. Amen? I mean, when I run into somebody, I should see somebody, oh man, I would tell you God was showing me in the book of the Bible because God wants to speak to you, amen? He wants you to build your house on the rock. And you're gonna have seasons of doubt and seasons where your house is gonna get blown. You're like, oh, did I, is it deep enough? But here's the reality. My life has been, I mean, I feel like it's been blown over so many times, so many stories in so many ways, but I've just learned to start trusting Jesus. I start trusting Jesus. I start trusting Jesus. And God wasn't using these wins to break me. He was using these winds to build me, amen? He was using all these storms to strengthen me. And now I feel like, okay, bring it on, man. Because I realize I'm fighting the things of the devil. Like I'm pushing back, uh, the, the, I'm charging the gates of hell, amen? I should actually expect some enemies. And I should expect some things. And so I'm looking for that. I feel like if you're not having a storm in your life, you're probably not even living the way you should. Just too easy. And so, so the reality is this is that we can trust in Jesus. It says this, in the, and this is part of the song, I still have joy in chaos. I've got peace, it makes no sense. So I won't be going under. I'm not held by my own strength, come on somebody. Because I've built my life on Jesus and he's never let me down. He's faithful in every season, every storm, every pain, every season of confusion, every season where it wasn't making sense and he will not fail. No, he won't, he won't, he won't, he won't fail. He'll never, ever, ever, ever fail. No, 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 he'll never fail. He won't fail because our house is built on the rock, Jesus. And the rains will come and the wind will blow, but my house is built on you, amen? And I'm safe with you. I'm gonna make it through. I'm gonna make it through. I'm standing strong on you. I'll make it through because my house was built on Jesus. So today, stand or stone, surrender or self-willed. You get to pick, literally pick with a pickaxe and find the stone of Jesus. And don't leave until you know where God wants you to build your house. Father, we come before you. God, thank you so much. God, for showing us a way. God, for making a way. Just point people to you, not in our own strength, our own ability, but all for you. God, I pray for those who know Jesus, those who you know what, my house is, man, it's been falling over. My house has been on the sand for way too long. I've been doing my own strength, my own power, my own way. I've been discouraged. I feel defeated and the storm is coming. And today I need my house on the rock. Like I need to find the stone, the solid foundation and move my house in there. So I'm not gonna do this my strength anymore. I'm just gonna build on a different spot. And today I need to build on Jesus. That's you as a Jesus follower and say, man, I need to build on the stone of Jesus. We just put your hand high. God's just speaking to you. Come on, see your hand. Anybody else I need to put my house on the rock? I see your hand. I'm just going to relocate to dig a little deeper and find that stone. God, you see the hands. God, build a strong house. God, we know the winds are coming. The turret's coming. The hard things are coming. But God, help us 
to put our foot down on the stone and say, this is where my house starts. And God, as you speak, God, we're going to trust you. God, we're going to put some things into practice. We're not just going to hear it theoretically. No, no, we're going to put it into our hearts, and we're going to leave changed, and we're going to be a model for our own kids and our own family and the next generation because we're doing the things of faith. And one day someone will say, well, look at him. Look what he's going through. If the same God that could do it in him, then he can do it in me. And so we're going to inspire a generation as Jesus followers. I'm going to pray for one more group of people, and that's those who say, you know what? I need Jesus. My house has been built on the sand my entire life, and I had no idea there was a rock. And today I recognize who Jesus is, that Jesus is ever-present help in time of need. Jesus came 2,000 years ago and died on the cross for you. He made a way. The Bible says he is the gate. He is the way to heaven, and he did all the work for you. You don't have to do the work yourself. And he died on that. The Bible says he calls the name of Jesus to be saved. If you need the rock for the very first time to put your feet on solid ground instead of sinking sand, you need the hope found in Jesus, you need the ever-present help in time of trouble, you can call on Jesus today. And so if that's you, you need forgiveness, you need hope, you need Jesus, the solid rock. If that's you, just put your hand high in this place. I'd be looking around, so I need Jesus today. Come on, put your hand up if that's you. I need Jesus to change my soul today. If that's you, just pray this prayer. Say, Father God, thanks so much for sending Jesus to die on the cross for me. God, I am putting my feet on the solid rock, the one who moved the stone away on Easter Sunday for me. God, I'm gonna put my trust in him today. God, forgive me. God, I love you. God, thank you for choosing me. I'm gonna serve you. And I pray this in Jesus' name, amen. Come on, give it up for God, what he's doing today. Come on. Well, if you made that decision today, first of all, congratulations. We are just so excited that you're committing your life to Jesus to follow him. And we want to be here every step of the way to help you take those next steps in Jesus. And so I have a step for you. And the first one's this. I want you to grab this connection card that's sitting on your chair, nice and warm, under your bottom after listening to Sean talk. Um, But this has a way where you can communicate with us. We actually have a few ways you can do that. But when you check this box, I committed my life to Christ, we actually have a free resource, a book called Begin. It's a short read. It's about 100 pages, but it's an incredible way to start your journey with Jesus to say, you know what? I said yes to Jesus. I'm following him. I don't know what that means or what that looks like. This book is going to be a great step to help you. And so if you check that on this card, we'll actually mail that to you this week um, so that you can have that as a resource to start that journey. You also can scan the QR on here or you can text in to that 97,000, but we would love to get you this resource to get it in your hands. Um, We'd love nothing more than to help you take those steps on your journey. And also, if you're joining us here in person at Kentucky Trail, we do have a table in the back with those red bags. There are Bibles in there. Getting into God's Word is one of the best ways to know goes, but it has a connection to some resources in there to help you on that journey. And then for all of us, man, it has just been an incredible week since Easter. We are just so excited about what God has done, but um, I think there's a few next steps that all of us can take. And so the first one's this. If you're new here with us, thank you so much for being here. Or maybe you were new with us last week. Can we give it up for everybody who is new um, today with us in real life? Or maybe you're newly joining us online. We're so excited that you're here, and we would love to connect with you um, and just find a few different ways that we can just reach out and say, hey, you know what? We're so glad that you came. Um, And one of the ways is this. There's a few things. So all of this is also on the card. You check things on this card, drop it in the bucket in a few seconds, in a few minutes when it goes by. That's how we're going to connect with you. Our team would love to follow up with you. There's a box in there you can check that it's my first time here, and I just want to, you know, let you know that I was here. We would love to know that. Maybe it's your second time 
time here, and you can check that on there as well. We have additional resources and gifts that we would love to connect you with that we will send you, shoot your way, a message you know, on Facebook from our team or a text or just some way to thank you for coming out to follow up with us. But a few things that you can do. Um, one is our, um, I'm lost my spots. We have new things that are different. It's good to do different things. Um, but the first one is this. On April 30th, we are doing a thing called a New Here Social. It's going to be right after the second gathering in our Next Steps room that's just past the bathrooms over here. Um, but that's about 30 minutes after the gathering. We'll have some light refreshments. We'll have a place for your kids to stay and have lunch during that time period. We don't want any angry kids. Um, but it's a place where you're going to get to take about 30 minutes to hear the heart of Sean, um, his mission, vision for real life. And you're going to meet some of the leadership here, get to ask some questions, and just really get connected to some other other people who are newer to real life. Um, it's a nice, easy step right after the gathering. We'd love to connect with you there. We can check on this card that you want to come out. We'll send you all the details. Make sure we've got you registered and get you connected to that. But drop into that New Year Social. That's on April 30th in just a couple weeks. And we'd love to connect with you in that space. The other one's this. Maybe you haven't gotten to meet Sean or any of our leadership. Right after this, we have a five-minute meet and greet just on your way out the door. Say hi, stop by. We have a gift for you there too. And really what you keep hearing me say is like, check this. We have have something for you. Check this. We have something for you. But that's really our heart. And people are our heart. And we want God's best for you. And so whatever way we can help to facilitate that, we just want to know about it. Maybe you attend real life regularly, but you have some needs of prayer. You need somebody to follow up with you to help you through a hard season. You can let that know. Let us know about that on here as well. And we'd love to connect with you. And the last one's this. Maybe you've been coming for a while and you're like, I don't really know what my next step of Jesus is. Well, Sean talked about that firm foundation and how um, getting around the people of God can make a huge difference in that. And one way that we do that here is by serving. Jesus served, so we served others. And so today, from 2 to 4.30 at our Hope Center, we are having our crash course. And this is where you can get connected to discovering how God wired you and how you might be able to use those gifts to serve here at Real Life, or maybe even, you know, across our city, across the world. Um, but we're having that today from 2 to 4.30. Today doesn't work. Still mark it on the card. We can reach out to you and let you know the date for the next one. We'd love to get you connected into serving in that way, because I just know there's something special that happens when you get around the people of God and how that just kind of bleeds over into all of those areas of life. So come out to Crash Course today or let us know that you'd like to come in the future. Because the reality is this, it takes a whole army of people to make real life happen. And it takes a whole bunch of people so that people far from God can discover real life and purpose in Jesus. And another way that we are a part of that is generosity. Um, it is through the generosity of people of real life that we exist, that we're able to do this every week, and that we're able to make space in our kids' area where people can find hope, where young people can hear the gospel. Today, we don't want something from you. We want all this stuff for you. We want the goodness of God for your life. But if you call Real Life home and you haven't been a part of generosity, there's three ways that you can do that. You can go to reallifechurchkc.com and click give. You can text any dollar amount to 84321. That's going to take you to our website. Um, or we do have a giving box that's in the back on your way out. You can drop cash or check in there. We have envelopes for you um, if that's more convenient for you. And the last thing I'll say is this, is that um, each week when the buckets go by, if you see any loose cash in there and you or your family are in immediate need of food, clothing, or shelter, please reach in and grab that out for you and your family. We'd love to be a blessing for you 
during this time. And so last thing, if you have this card, you've checked it, drop them in the bucket. So they're going to go ahead and start passing the buckets today. You can drop the card in there. Um, but man, I just wanted to take a second to celebrate what God did through Easter. So maybe you hadn't heard yet, but we had 629 people across three gatherings at Easter. It was an incredible morning, um, but it wasn't just that people were here and God really exceeded our expectations. We had 178 kids back in real life kids. And so those guys, man, they did an awesome job creating a fun time for those kids, but also sharing the love of God with them and helping them to grow in their faith as well. Um, and really the coolest part of the day for me is that we saw um, five different people check a box on here to say, I've committed my life to Jesus and five more people to say, I'm rededicating my life to God. I've been saved, but I want to get back into church. I want to get back into faith. And you put the cherry on top of 18 baptisms. It was an incredible day and God did so much through you and your generosity. So let's give it up for God one last time. And I'm just going to pray. God, you're good, and we are thankful for what you're doing here in our midst. We're grateful that you let us be a part of it, God. And so as we go from here, help us to know how we can firmly plant ourselves on you, on the foundation of the solid rock of Jesus, God. I pray for each one of us here. Help us to be people of your word, people on mission in our city to see people far from you discover that life and purpose. And so, God, we lift up this day to you. We lift up our lives and just pray that you would receive the glory for all we do. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen, amen. And hey, if you guys take one message, one takeaway from today, it's that God, he will never fail you. We learned that in our song that gave hope today, and we look forward to seeing what our song that gives hope is next week. Uh, so join us here again at 930 and 11, either at Kentucky Trail Elementary or at Real Life Church Online. If you need prayer for any reason, we will have a team member here at the stage immediately following the gathering. And remember, whoever finds Jesus discovers real life and purpose. Have a great week, guys.